0: Hi and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be 3rd Nephi chapter 7. So now we've had the Gadianton robbers are starting up again. Uh, Laconius, who's the son of Laconius, is the chief governor and he's tried to establish peace, but we're now having some divisions here. People in the church are also falling away and so that's kind of how we start with chapter 7. Verse 1, Now behold, I will show unto you that they did not establish a king over the land. That was what they said in the previous chapter, that they were trying to establish a king. But in this But in this same year, yea, the 30th year, they did destroy upon the judgment seat, yea, did murder the chief judge of the land. And the people were divided one against another, and they did separate one from another into tribes, every man according to his family and his kindred and friends. And thus they did destroy the government of the land. And so here's the one of the things that they're trying to accomplish is to destroy the government. And that's exactly what they've done. Joseph Fielding Smith said, Now I tell you, it is time the people of the United States were waking up with the understanding that if they don't save the Constitution from the dangers that threaten it, we will have a change of government. That was back in 1950, and oh, how things have changed since then. Uh, We are losing our, our liberties and our freedoms. Joseph Smith said, Even this nation will be on the very verge of crumbling to pieces and tumbling to the ground. And when the Constitution is upon the brink of ruin, this people will be the staff upon which the nation shall lean, and they shall bear the Constitution away from the very verge of destruction. Elder Packer once said that the best way in which to save the Constitution is for families to teach it to their children in their homes. Also continuing on, But whatever may be our fate, be assured that this Constitution will stand. We face difficult days in this beloved land. It may cost us blood before we are through. It is my conviction, however, that when the Lord comes, the stars and stripes will be floating on the breeze over this people. That was by President Benson. Will the Constitution be destroyed? The answer is no, it will be held inviolate by this people, and as Joseph Smith said, the time will come when the destiny of the nation will hang upon a single thread. At that critical juncture, this people will step forth and save it from the threatened destruction. It will be so. That was by Brigham Young. The Lord told the Prophet Joseph Smith there would be an attempt to overthrow the country by destroying the Constitution. He predicted that the time would come when the Constitution would hang as it were by a thread, and at that time this people will step forth and save it from the threatened destruction. Uh, Let's see who's this president Benson again said it is my conviction that the elders of Israel widely spread over the nation will at that crucial time successfully rally the righteous of our country and provide the necessary balance of strength to save the institution of constitutional government men may fail in this country earthquakes may come seas may heave beyond their bounds. There may be a great there may be great drought, disaster, and hardship, but this nation, founded on principles laid down by men whom God raised up, will never fail. Yes, I repeat, men may fail, but this nation won't fail. I plead with you not to preach p- pessimism. It is the nation that will stand beside or despite whatever trials or crises it may have yet to pass through. And that was by Harold B. Lee. President Benson once again said, Yes, it was here under a free government and a strong nation that protection was provided for his restored church. Now, God will not permit his base of operations, America, to be destroyed. He has promised protection to this land, if we will but serve the God of the land. He has also promised protection to the righteous, even if necessary, to send fire from heaven to destroy their enemies. No, God's base of operations will not be destroyed, but it may be weakened and made less effective. Verse 3, And every tribe did appoint a chief or a leader over them, and thus they became tribes and leaders of tribes. The Doctrine and covenant says that prior to the second coming, all nations will be destroyed. Will the American government be destroyed so that we will need to live in families like the Nephites? Time will tell. Now behold, there was no man among them, save he had much family and many kindreds and friends. Therefore their tribes became exceedingly great. Now all this was done, and there were no wars as yet among them, and all all this iniquity had come upon the people, because they did yield themselves unto the power of Satan. We need to yield ourselves to God. Verse 6, And the regulations of the government were destroyed, because of the secret combinations of the friends and kindreds of those who murdered the prophets. And they did cause a great contention in the land, insomuch that the more righteous part of the people had nearly all become wicked, yea, there were but few righteous men among them and thus six years had not passed away since the more p- wicked since the more part of the people had turned from their righteousness like the dog to his vomit or like the sow to her wallowing in the mire now this secret combination which had brought so great iniquity upon the people did gather themselves together and did place at their head a man whom they did call jacob jacob is a hebrew name meaning supplant or deceive That was by Millet McConkie. Verse 10, and they did call him their king. Therefore, he became a king over this wicked band, and he was one of the chiefest who had given his voice against the prophets who testified of Jesus. And it came to pass that they were not so strong in number as the tribes of the people who were united together, save it were their leaders that establish their laws. every one according to his tribe, nevertheless, they were enemies, notwithstanding they were not a righteous people, yet they were united in the hatred of those who had entered into a covenant to destroy the government. Therefore, Jacob, seeing that their enemies were were more numerous than they, he being the king of the band. Therefore he commanded his people that they should take their flight into the nethermost part of the land, and there build up unto themselves a kingdom, until they were joined by dissenters. For he flattered them that that there would be many dissenters, and they became sufficiently strong to contend with the tribes of the people, and they did so. And so speedy was their march that it could not be impeded until they had gone forth out of the reach of the people. And thus ended the thirtieth year, and thus were the affairs of the people of Nephi. And it came to pass in the thirty and first year that there were divided into tribes every man according to his family, kindred, and friends. Nevertheless, they had come to an agreement that they would not go to war one with another, but they were not united as to their laws and their manner of government, for they were established according to the minds of those who were their chiefs and their leaders. But they did establish very strict laws that one tribe should not trespass against another, insomuch that in some degree they had peace in the land. Nevertheless, their hearts were turned from the Lord their God, and they did stone the prophets and did cast them out from among them. And it came to pass that Nephi, time he cast the righteous people out, that just leaves the wicked more vulnerable to destruction. Verse 15, and it came to pass that Nephi, having been visited by angels and also the voice of the Lord, therefore having been, having seen angels and being eyewitness, and having had power given unto him that he might know concerning the ministry of Christ, and also being eyewitness to their quick return from righteousness unto their wickedness and abominations, therefore being grieved for the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds went forth among them in that same year and began to testify boldly repentance and remission of sins through faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he did minister many things unto them, and all of them cannot be written, and a part of them should not would not suffice. Therefore they are not written in this book. And Nephi did minister with power through righteousness and with great authority through ordination. Power and authority are also mentioned in Doctrine and Covenants section 107 as the power of the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve. Verse 18, And it came to pass that they were angry with him, even because he had greater power than they, for it were not possible that they could disbelieve his words, for so great was his faith on the Lord Jesus Christ, that angels did minister unto him daily. As wickedness increases, so will righteousness. With the world becoming increasingly wicked, the members of the church must be more righteous and worthy to exercise the priesthood and receive the ministering of angels as needed. Brigham Young said, The Lord is here with us, not in person, but his angels are around us, and he takes cognizance of every act of the children of men as individuals and as nations. He is here ready by his agents, the angels, to bring most perfect and absolute deliverance unto all who put their trust in him, when they are ready to receive it. What is the difference between saints of God and an angel of God? One is clothed upon with mortality, the other has passed through mortality and has received the celestial glory of our Heavenly Father and is free from the contaminating influences of sin that we have to contend with. When the Lord commands those invisible beings... Shall I say those who have had their resurrection, yes, millions and millions more than the inhabitants of this earth, they can fight your battles. Verse 19, And in the name of Jesus, did he cast out devils and unclean spirits, and even his brother did he raise from the dead after he had been stoned and suffered death by the people. And the people saw it and did witness of it and were angry with him because of his power. And he did also do many many more miracles in the sight of the people in the name of Jesus. Wouldn't that tick you off, huh? If you were a bad guy and these guys are raising people from the dead that you just tried to kill. What was the mortal offense of Jesus? When the elders of the Jews, the high priests, and the Levites came together, they decided there was only one solution to the problem. And that was to put Jesus to death. Get, rid- get him out of the way. That was when he raised Lazarus. That was the thing that decided it. You go back and look there. They put up with everything, but when he raised Lazarus from the dead, that was just too much. They decided that he would have to be put to death. The doctors came together then, and it's the same thing here. When the people saw it, they were angry with him because of his power, and that was by Hugh Nibley. Verse 21, And it came to pass that the thirty and first year did pass away, and there were but few these are the true saints, most, much like today, the faithful members of the church are few in comparison to the rest of the world, who were converted unto the Lord, but as many as were converted did truly signify unto the people. The members, of the, church have, the members of the church do their missionary work. Sometimes it is difficult to tell people the doctrine and beliefs of the church, but when we bear our testimonies, they cannot disagree with that. Continuing verse 21, that they had been visited by the power and spirit of God, which was in Jesus Christ in whom they believed. And as many as had devils cast out from them and were healed of their sicknesses and their infirmities, did truly manifest unto the people that they had been wrought upon by the Spirit of God and had been healed. And they did show forth signs also and did do some miracles among the people. Thus passed away the 30 and second year also. And Nephi did cry unto the people in the commencement of the 30 and third year. And he did preach unto them repentance and remission of sins. I wonder if he knows that uh, around 34, uh, the year 34 is when all of this is going to happen. I don't know. But he's very diligent, isn't he, in preaching the word so that he could get as many to repent as possible before, uh, before what's going to happen next year. Verse 24. Now I would have you to remember also that there were none who were, bu- who were brought unto repentance who were not baptized with water. Therefore there were there were ordained of Nephi. So Nephi held priesthood keys to be able to organize the church. Men unto this ministry that all such as should come unto them should be baptized with water. And this as a witness and a testimony before God and unto the people that they had repented and received a remission of their sins. Remember that uh, when Jesus comes, um, he's going to give Nephi power again to baptize. Nephi's already doing that. Uh, and so, but the people have to be rebaptized because now the kingdom of God is on the earth, uh, which is a different dispensation than what they're currently living in. So there will be rebaptisms later on. Verse 26, and there were many in the commencement of this year that were baptized unto repentance, and thus the more part of the year did pass away. Uh, We can still be righteous in a wicked world, and that's what they're trying to show us here. Rulon G. Craven said, It is a frightening realization that the powers of evil will increase in the world. This brings us to the questions, what can we do? Is there a way to escape from the powers of evil? Yes, there is. Members of the Church can overcome temptation by, 1. Obedience to the guiding principles and doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ, 2. Following the counsel of our prophets and leaders, and 3. Living in such a way that our lives are constantly influenced by the power of the Holy Ghost. Train your mind to obey gospel principles and covenants. Stay on the highway of daily personal and family prayer, the avenue of studying the scriptures and the teachings of the prophets, the road of serving in the church and be willing to get off the road daily to get off the wrong road daily and on the right road leading to eternal life. Your greatest protection against temptation is an active and vibrant testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ which binds us to our Heavenly Father. I bear testimony that that's true, that we need to Keep our testimonies burning brightly, as Elder Ballard once said. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time. Bye.